Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hangtime Podcast. Damaris Lewis, Sports Illustrated model, is joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. You you're, you're have great personality. You can hear it in your voice. Would you date an NBA player? I'm open to anything, but respect. Old school. Chivalry. Like, I listen to Sinatra in the morning. You need to accept that. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you're single, then. <laughs> With your host. Seku Smith, Lang Whitaker, and Rick Fox. Our next guest should have been our first guest, Isaiah Thomas. How do you think you would play in today's NBA with the rules the way they are? Be honest. Uh, <laughs> we will win a lot. <laughs> and it's, it's our main man, Roderick Turner from the Los Angeles Times. Hey, too, can I say this first? <laughs> you know you when can. When I was covering the Lakers, when Rick Fox played, I had hair. They wore me out. Now it's time for the tip-off. Yeah, there's that music. Back again, the Hangtime Podcast. Thank you, Smith, from the Hangtime blog at NBA.com. Lang Whitaker. Yo. Ball blog, Richard. I'm, I'm just changing his name. It's, he is now no longer Ulrich Fox. He is Richard Fox. Yeah, Richard. Finally yeah. back. What's up, Richard? Hey, what up? <laughs> <laughs> well, should I change my name as a, as a 15-year-old kid in Indiana? To, you know, so. <laughs> Why not, man? We had to break it down for you. We figured if we called you something else, you might, you know, we might get you back on the show and get you back hanging out with us, man. We had to come up with a new name. You know, it's like Richard Roundtree. It's like Chef. I'm 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 confused. I I I didn't know we we worked in the summers. I, I that was the case, man. <laughs> That's how you win titles, Rick. Year round, you got to go at exactly. it year round. Champions <laughs> oh, are made in the summer. Champions are made in the summer. You know this. There we go. Man, what's going on? Where were you last week? What's I mean? What was your adventure last week? I was in I was in uh, the the Bahamas. I was in the La Bahamas, making a transition from there to back to California to get my my son in college. Oh, okay. He just checked in. To, wow, where's, uh, wait a minute, where's he going? He's going to Loyola Marymount University. Oh, he's nice. a lion, and he's uh, quite quite excited about it. Okay, I'm, pr- I'm proud I got him this far. Now he's got to actually take care of himself. You know. Does he, play, uh, does he play basketball? Uh, no. No, he's a tennis guy. He likes oh, really? tennis. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I took him on, on uh, U.S. Open consistently for years uh, in his uh, youth, and he fell in love with tennis. Uh, they're not going to be playing right now because it's we're in the middle of a huge rainstorm. Really? In New York, yeah. Oh, okay. So I was about to flip over to the U.S. Open, but there's no way they're playing now. I love that time of year in New York. That's yeah. that's best time, and I don't know why I'm not there. Maybe I'll get on a plane when this is over and come back. Come on. <laughs> I got a couch you can crash on. Oh, sweet, man. Love it. <laughs> so you, he, he's been a tennis player his whole life then? He started out as a young kid playing, or? No, no, he just watched it. He, he picked it up extremely late in high school. Uh-huh. And, uh, but he he chased down the college coach here in the first day to see what he can do to try and walk on. So, okay. So he's a, he's a focused one when it comes to the sport. Did he have his, uh, his father make any phone calls trying to throw some weight around? No, no, he's on his own. He chose tennis. All right. <laughs> Basketball would have been another story. Yeah. I've been on campus at Loyola Marymount. That's not a bad choice if you just want to go to college now. It's- no, proximity no, no, no. is fantastic. You know, 
Great, yeah, I mean, that's, great Jesuit education. Yeah, I mean, that, he, he could have chosen worse. Yeah, he's going to be a screenwriter. Huh. I think there's there only, I think there's only there's thirteen hundred students in his class, his freshman class, and only forty five wow. of them get to be in the screenwriting program. So, wow, oh, man. Good for him. So, yeah, he's excellent. Quite fortunate. Elaine's got a Elaine. You got a ways to go before you got to worry about college. I I got it on the horizon. I got a ninth grader, so it's like college is in my periphery right now. I'm thinking about yeah. it, but it's, I can't imagine having to take a kid off to college right now. That'd be crazy. You gonna send your, say who you gonna send your your kid to Ohio State? Uh, over his and my own dead bodies would I allow him <laughs> to go to Ohio State? So I think I that uh, anywhere what about but that, Ohio that State. What about that Hope scholarship? Could end up at a good SEC school, University of Georgia. Yeah, I hope he does get a scholarship because that way I will have two dollars <laughs> in my pocket. One. <laughs> <laughs> but man, what's going on in the world of basketball? You got you got to see Tracy McGrady has uh, has hung up his uh, T Max after 16 years in the league. What are, what are your thoughts about T Mac deciding? You know, after Allen Iverson did it last week, that you know he's had enough of the NBA and he's going to move on to to the next phase of his life. I would, I would, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I was Rick played against him, so he could probably speak more to this. But I, when I heard the news, I, my, I think the interesting conversation to have <clears throat> that we should probably talk about this too is, is you know, and I know there's this rush to do this, but where do we rank T Mac? Um, among the former players, among the players of his era, is he a, a former Hall of – is he a, fall, a Hall of Famer? I think eventually he is. I don't think he's one of these guys that's going to get in any time immediately after eligible. So I think not it's going to take some not, distance no from his career. You know. No, no, no. I think, I think there needs to be some distance from, you know, when he played and you kind of have to consider the fact that when he was at his best, he was unbelievable. But there were other times during his career that he was, you know, that you, you questioned his desire and his heart. You know, I mean, no playoff success. Never made it out of the first round of playoffs until he, he kind of jumped on the, the Spurs, you know, roster this year and, and got right. to the finals. But, I mean, it was during his zenith, he was never a guy that was able to make any playoff noise. And that's hard to ignore. Um, even when you're looking at his numbers and the fact that he was a seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA pick, you know, and scored 18,000-plus points. Yeah, I think um, there are a number of individuals over the years that have, that have carried these statistical lines and individual, mm-hmm. uh, I think, accomplishments. Uh, I've never, you know, unfortunately been a part of, you know, really competitive teams. And like you said, until in the case of T-Mac, he was, he was a part of the San Antonio Spurs recent run here. AI, obviously, I competed against him in the NBA Finals in 2001 and probably carried more of, of a first ballot uh, resume than T-Mac. I would agree with that. Uh, Tracy, to me, his injuries and his, um, in the latter stages of his careers will probably be a, a major reason why he, wouldn't be a first ballot because of the inconsistency uh, and the lack of, of, a, of a strong finish. I mean, I don't know who actually finishes strong <laughs> ever right. heading right. towards <laughs> retirement, but but uh, in the case of T Mac, 
uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to think of similar players, you know, who's had, who, who have had the, the type of career and where they land. Can you think of anyone? The guy who, that I thought of, and probably Sacred thought of this too, was Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, that's where I went to. Yeah. Nick yeah, scored uh, a few more points, obviously, than, than T-Mac. And Nick actually had some, like, epic playoff battles with champions like he did but but you know i mean but you're right he's that same in that same category i think he wasn't he was never an mvp the same way right. like iverson at least won an mvp um but neek never got past the second round of the playoffs um you know that this is a uh, he he won more playoff series obviously won more playoff games but uh from a grady i think that the, the I know people are going to say, well, he never got out of the first round of the playoffs until the Spurs thing. He scored a lot of points, two times led the league in scoring, I think seven-time All-Star. Um, so I don't really know. I think the real question is what does the Hall of Fame require of you? Uh, it, it's such a sort of nebulous thing because it's also – it's not just the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. So guys who've had great college careers – can can get in as well or international players or you know I, I think it's as much about impact as it is about uh how good you were as a player and so from that standpoint maybe that affects t-mac a little bit more or maybe it maybe it hurts his cause a little bit more but uh i, I think to, to me iverson's the you know the definite first ballot guy um and i think t-mac you know if dominique gets in t-mac should get in too right yeah i, yeah. I, I would agree yeah. with that yeah I think it also guys it's a context thing. I think it's a I think it's about, you know, you mentioned Dominique. Well, he didn't win the MVP, but I don't know what, three guys won MVPs basically during his career? Three or right. four guys. You know, it's it's hard to the context of when you play is also a part a huge part of it to me. Um and that's where you have to go compare T Mac to me, Rick, to the guys who are of his era. And I think about a conversation I had with some college friends of mine about T Mac Vince and Kobe when they were all young, and we I mean, we got into it one night about who was going to be the best pro out of those three when it was all said and done. And I took I took Kobe only by default because the other two dudes that I was arguing with, one was like a Vince Carter disciple, and one was in you know was in love with T Mac. So I can't say I took Kobe and I got it right because I had some clairvoyant you know moment. It was just. The the numbers I added up and I was like, all right, fine. Well, I think Kobe will be the dude. But right. there was a time when there was a, a, a pretty healthy debate about all three of them as yeah. who was going to end up being the best of the three. And it was crazy about it. Two of them were on the same team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, and also, I mean, T Mac had some pretty bad luck too. Not just his injuries, but you know, he he goes to Orlando and and Grand Hill, Hill. yeah. Never really becomes what he was going to be, and then right. Houston and Yao Ming is injured. Uh, I, you know that that's part of it too. Is is it's you know it's not all on his shoulders. He never really had uh, the chance to to team up with these guys that we thought he was going to have a chance to team up with. I wouldn't just actually put it on his teammates too, because he had, like I said, with his injuries and health, sure. weren't, weren't stellar as either. Sure. How do Rick? How do former players? When you when you start seeing these these Hall of Fame conversations, like, do you look at it based on how tough a dude was when you faced him or you dealt with him or you played against him, or is it more about the entire scope of his career? Because I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I've always railed against some of these coaches that get in. I think they put coaches in way too easy. 
uh, and they have a standard for players that is tremendously high. I mean, one that I don't understand how you could hold it that high for players and then coaches and international people that get in that, you know, frankly, we don't know as much about some of the international people as we probably should. But certainly I've seen some college coaches get in the Hall of Fame that, I'm, that I scratch my head about. Um, and then I see players, guys who were fantastic in college, like I don't care if you like them or not, but how Christian Leitner couldn't get in on the breadth of his college career to me is stunning. Um, mm-hmm. is, you know, I just don't understand what, what is the, what's the fabric players use to gauge the, the Hall of Fame worthiness of other players, Rick? For me, uh, I think it begins with longevity, uh, an ability, I think, to piece together uh, at least a 10-year career. I mean, I, you know, that, that to me is, is, you know, is one of the columns I look at. And I'm sure there are players that have had four or five-year runs, uh, maybe didn't play as much on the front end of their career, and then had a burst of uh, an explosion of success and, and excellence, and then teetered off with injuries and maybe uh, didn't actually finish strong. But I think putting together longevity of a decade uh, to me, says a says a lot. Says you were you know able to stay healthy in a lot of a lot of ways, uh, for the you know at, at least seventy five eighty percent of a, of the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I don't necessarily look at all star MVPs uh, as a legitimate um, right you know uh, stamp of Hall of Fame approval because mm-hmm. uh, I think we all know what those games you know, as a showcase really represent. Uh, I, I think any MVP player in the league for one, it's like an automatic, if you've won an MVP in the league, <laughs> yeah, you should be in, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, if you have actually, you know, won an MVP in the NBA finals, you know, uh, to me that, you know, that should weigh heavy, um, really heavy. Uh, yeah. Championships, obviously, definitely. I don't, I don't think the championships are the sole you know, determination. Right. As, you know, because not everyone can win a championship. You guys will be in eras like the Jordan era where Mike just dominated, right. you know. And so you shouldn't be held up against your peers that way. Um, I'd like to see playoff. I, I definitely think you you you, sh- you should have to uh, uh, at least fifty percent of your career have been a part of playoff basketball, mm-hmm. um, because that to me says you've influenced, you've made others around you better, and you've actually been able to lead. Um, and uh, and then as for you know, I, I don't statistically, you know, in terms of scoring or rebounding or assist leading, you know, those things I think definitely highlight and color a, a, a career and make make uh, make the decision maybe a lot easier to measure against other former and, and maybe current players in, in terms of where they stand individually uh-huh. uh, but but uh, uh, for me personally I you know I think those are some of the bench I, I don't I don't mind seeing a guy be an all NBA player or you know, I don't mind that they've been to the NBA All Star Game six or seven times. They just don't. You know that. I, I, there's you can 
you can fall into an era where a center or a, or a you know, guy can make it just because there's no no other you know centers in your conference. Uh, and I don't know if that dubs you you know a Hall of Famer uh, if, if that happens for you three times. Um, yeah. I mean, anyone in particular, I don't know if it has happened that way, but I just know conferences have been weaker at different times in different decades. Um, yeah. You, what, what criteria when you guys vote, what, cri- what criteria is the most? We don't vote. Well, yeah, we don't vote. Nobody shame on, shame, on, yeah. shame well, on the people in charge. Nobody knows who votes. That's part of the thing. It's like it's yeah. all very like nebulous and uh, sort of vague and no one's quite sure what <laughs> who gets in or who votes okay. to get in. Well, since we since we all don't have votes here because yeah. I'm not on I'm not on that nebulous team. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, what, what would you? What do you think the the three silos of criteria? What do you think they should be? If you only had to look at three, you know, categories that you know that you base a Hall of Fame vote on. Yeah. What are those three um, categories? Well, I mean, I think first and foremost it has to be, and this and this my you know one of my big ones is a hard thing to gauge is impact. You know, like there's gonna be guys who put up good numbers over the course of long careers, but if you don't, you know, if, if we bring up an error and nobody remembers your name, it's kind of yes. hard for me to look at your numbers and go, man, this guy was really, you know. But I, I think championships, obviously, you know, and, and just team and individual success in terms of statistics and championships has to be lumped together in one category. Um, I think longevity is, is huge. I don't think you could have had a Hall of Fame career if you played three or four, you know, five seasons. That's just not enough. Time. Even if you were really great, it's kind of the Terrell Davis rule, you know, from the NFL. You might have had two or three of the greatest seasons ever, but if that's all you got to show for it. Right. So, um, what, so, what, is, that, so what is that over under? What, how many years? Eight? Seven years? I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, I don't think it, it's not just the NBA Hall of Fame, so that's why it's tough to. Look at a guy like, to me, I, I think a good guy to, to point out is Grant Hill. Um, yeah. Because in the NBA, he's had. He had a long time there where he was injured and had a lot of years where he was a good, solid player. But then when you include his college career. Oh, yeah. That's a no-brainer, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but look you know, at Tracy McGrady. Didn't have a high school – I mean, didn't have a college career. Right. So, it really, no. he really is being judged by his NBA career. That, that's, that's all, all you have to got. go on. Yeah, yeah. He got his one senior year at Mount Zion where he remember, – remember, he came out of nowhere at the ABCD camp the summer before senior year of high school. People hadn't even heard of him. You know, and he blew up at the camp and then came straight to the league. So, um, I, you know, to me, it's it's different. I mean, I think there are guys who, based on the breadth of their entire basketball careers, have to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, guys, to me, who's going to have a hard time getting in, but if you look at his entire career, not just NBA career, Larry Johnson would have to be in the, in the Hall of Fame for me. You know, because I'm looking at the fact that he was a – from high school all the way through the end of his NBA career, he was an impact player, yeah. you know, throughout. It's not, you know, he might not have been an MVP in the NBA, but he was a college player of the year. He won a championship. You know, I cannot weigh all of that in with the rest of his career. The impact uh, in terms of brand and personality, like like a, like a Kevin Durant who, who yeah. is now, you know, in essence, you know, one of the faces of the league, if not the face, along with LeBron. Uh, a lot of marketing around his his brand, 
Um, well, that, you know, that, that's impact. Would you, would you equate that as impact to the game? I think it worked against Dennis Rodman for a while. Oh, yeah. You know, like well, that, they, that yeah, was Rodman kind of what kept him out. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I think AI, Lang, I think AI is a prime example of that. Though. You talk about impact and culture, changing the culture of the league. What dude ushered in, a, you know, more of a culture shift in the league than AI in the last 20 years? You know what I mean? I thought I had, I thought I had a, a big culture. <laughs> you did, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I would say you, T. Lou, and AI would probably you, be Oh, all right. Make sure you get it right. <laughs> <laughs> if only Iverson had stepped over Rick Fox after that jump shot. <laughs> I would have retired that night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you, another dude you mentioned, or another criteria you mentioned, Rick, that, that would be interesting is Chauncey Billups was a finals MVP. Yep. Played on some great teams in Detroit. He's been an all-star a bunch of times. He's going to end up scoring a bunch of points. But he was a journeyman for a long time early in his career. Yeah, see, that's you know, another four one. Four years. Like, what did the, the journey – I see, I think he's a Hall of Famer, but the, the journeyman, that is that, you know, is that a blemish when you see a guy that's yeah, played on six, seven teams? I don't know. I mean, what do you do with – what do you do with Big Shot Bob? You know. Oh, my goodness. First got, time, first ballot. <laughs> He's got all the championships anybody could ask for, you know. He got seven championships yeah. with three different teams. But people would not, argue that. Multiple, never, uh, multiple with three different teams. It's not like right, it, it's saying, not a fluke. Yeah. But people would argue that, hey, he wasn't, you know, an all-star. Or he wasn't this. It wasn't that. You know, I mean, they won't. he won't have the individual accomplishments there's some yeah, other guys. With him. I play with him, so I'm I'm biased. I know is I know the deal with Big Bob, uh, Big Shot Bob. But I I think, I think when you look, you know, yes, he's not a first team All Hall of Fame, but he is definitely, you know, he's definitely worthy of, you know, I don't know what second, third ballot. I don't I don't know how many years you wait around, but he will get in. Here's uh three guys we've mentioned on this podcast: Robert Ory for his career. Scored a a total of seven thousand seven hundred points, right? And that's over about I don't know fourteen fifteen seasons. Uh, Larry I Johnson. Scored more points than Bob. I'd scored more points than Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Johnson. You have to make a case for me. Uh, Larry Johnson played ten seasons, and he scored right. a total of eleven thousand four hundred and fifty points. Right. And then Tracy McGrady. Played about a dozen seasons or so, and he scored eighteen thousand. Actually, yeah, three hundred eighty-one points. Right. So uh, uh, we haven't really mentioned the stats. How does that play into your Hall of Fame candidacy, and how does that affect uh, how you're perceived? I mean, I, McGrady is up there among the the greatest scorers of all time, and I think that has to you know he won the scoring title twice while he was active. That right. Uh, well, guys, with um, with baseball in season now, and how there seems to be these benchmarks in baseball, you know, certain number of hits, sure, yeah. home runs, like, like where you automate. Why don't we create those benchmarks in our game? Like, in other words, you know, in terms of scoring, or if you, you know, score eighteen thousand points for your career, you're automatically in, or or fifteen thousand points. Right. You're a fifteen thousand point, you know, score in your career. That's like the cutoff. You know, or what was the other statistic you pointed to? Like championships. If you if you've if you've been a part of, you know, 
five championships where you've actually played a major role. Right. Um, you know, what other statistics, you know, rebounds or, you know. Yeah. That's why I think assists. the context of the vote is more important than, than any. It has to be based on, you know, you have to look at T-Max era when he played, where he fit in his era. You know what I mean? To me, the context of the vote is as much a factor as anything. Because if you scored a bunch of points in an era when, yeah, you know, there wasn't, uh, uh, you know, and I, and I guess you could say, hey, that's never been the case. There's always been an abundance of great scores in basketball. But I mean, there are a lot of guys whose, whose accomplishments are diminished based on when they play because you just they wouldn't have gotten the shine that they normally would have because of whoever the great player was during their era, the greater players. Right. Yeah. There are a bunch of dudes that played their Michael Jordan's era who I promise you get the shaft and get overshadowed because of Mike and, and the handful of stars we all remember from that. Same with Magic, same with, you know, Larry Bird. Um, you know, because they were great players, obviously, in the league before they showed up. But, every you know, you got a lot of people that don't have any tangible knowledge of NBA history prior to Magic and Bird showing up. Right. Uh, I'm looking – I'm just looking at the all-time points uh, listings for ABA and NBA right now, and uh, McGrady's 60th on the all-time mm-hmm. points list. Um, uh, guys around his place are uh, Scotty Pippen, Chet Walker, Isaiah Thomas, Bob McAdoo. Mm-hmm. Those guys are those guys are all in the Hall of Fame. Uh, right. there's, some, there's some guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame. Mark Aguirre, Glenn Rice, uh, World Be Free. Um, you not put Glenn Rice in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Glenn Rice scored 18,336 points for his career. And he won the championships. One one in college, you know. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. and with he's me, been a part of championships. Yeah, so I, that's I what I'm saying. And a guy like that to me gets shafted because he what, wasn't a, an all star, a superstar in the NBA. What do you think holds him back? I think that he, that he was, wasn't a well, superstar in the NBA. What's that? I think it's the fact that he wasn't a superstar, an all star in the NBA, like a perennial. Like a dude like Joe Johnson will have a better looking resume because he made a lot of all-star teams than Glenn Rice. Right. But would any of us in our right mind say that Glenn Rice wasn't a, a better player than Joe Johnson? I don't know. Glenn Rice was a – he was a three-time all-star. And he was the yeah, all-star like game MVP in 1997. Boy, I remember that game. He went off. Yeah. <laughs> he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm not just saying that because he – Because you you're a Michigan fan? Michigan. Yeah, I'm not just – I'm saying if, look at what he's done. Yeah. Pre and post NBA, you know, pre and NBA, you know, before his NBA career, and during his time in the league, how's how that not Hall of Fame credentials? Here's another guy who's uh, scored more points than either McGrady or or Glenn Rice. Uh, Nineteen thousand career points. Reggie Theus. Where does where does he rank in all this? Wow, I don't know. He's not, he did he's do, not in yet. He did do uh, uh, he did do that that Sunday morning. Uh, I'm your Saturday morning basketball show with. Anthony Anderson and him back in the day. I don't know about hang time. seeing him. Nah. <laughs> That's right, hang that, time. Is that, is that where we got the name that. for the show from? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. He was, I don't a, know. He, was, he was a two-time All-Star. Right. Um, and, you know, I remember he played for the Bulls for a while, and then he kind of bounced around a lot toward the end. Yeah. Kings, Hawks, Magic, Nets, played in Italy, played in Greece. So, 
he he also doesn't or he's not. I mean, I, I know he played at UNLV, but he's not known for his college career the same way like a Glenn Rice is. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's so many guys that you could debate. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about and try uh-huh. to figure it out. Um, you know, there's guys how who scored. Did, how long did uh, McGrady play in China? Just one season. One season. I think so, and, and, my, but, and I think he's leaving the door open to return, right? Yeah, that's what he said. Retiring he, from the NBA, he, but not China? Right. Right. Ah. So. Well, how does international um, basketball resume play into, you know, say, you know, a guy like uh, Tracy's career? I mean, I, mean, I, I know we know Dirk Manu and these guys that have had incredible international success before they even played. I think it's, I don't think it plays into T-Mac's career that much because, you know, he was basically a hired gun who went over there to play for, for a season, but it's not like, I think it's more impactful with a guy like, um, like an Oscar Schmidt, you know, right. a, a guy from Brazil who never played in the NBA was, but was a legendary international player. Um, and domestic player there. Um, even guys like Arvita Sabonis, you know, who who might have played in the NBA, but we know that we when we saw them in the NBA, they were just sort of a fraction of what they were when they were younger and healthier. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of more so what the the Hall of Fame is uh, when they're looking for international guys. That's kind of what they're they're trying to highlight. What would a player have to do? Like, what would be the one game a player would have to have to to put them in the Hall of Fame? Office? <laughs> you know, we played this. One of the guys at Slam, Ben Osborne, and I played this game when sometimes we'd be at like, you know, like a, a Knicks Bobcats game, and we would say, "What would have to happen in this game for this game to be on the front page of the New York Post tomorrow?" <laughs> <laughs> like, if if uh, Carmelo Anthony scores uh, eighty points in this game, would this make the front of the Post? Uh, you know, we always argue about what would, what kind of crazy thing would have to happen. I, I that kind of sounds like the argument or the discussion you want to have here, Rick. But I would say, I mean, if a guy scores fifty points in a game in his career, is that enough? I don't think so. No, no. I think it's got to be a combination of things. Like, and I think the best measure, even better than points scored, it's got if any dude who's uh, a catalyst for championships multiple championships, you win three, four championships, it's, it's hard for me to imagine you not being a Hall of Fame player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Dwayne Wade, without the, without these other championships he's gotten since LeBron showed up, was probably going to be a Hall of Fame player, obviously. You know, he's going to go down as an all-time great player. But he's a myth. You know, these past years, past three years, with what he's done with the Miami Heat now. And I don't know if he's the best example. But, I mean, if, think about it. If Wade wins that title – you know, back in the day with Shaq in the Heat, and then never wins another one. Do you think he'd have been a Hall of Famer? If he had, a, if he if he had continually uh, been the cornerstone of the Heat and had you know the numbers that Tracy McGrady's, you know, the yeah. Tracy McGrady like numbers, individual like numbers, right. where it just didn't have the help. Yeah, I know. I know. For me, just even hearing you talk about Dwayne and 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 an individual that wins a championship. I know for me it, it leaps and it leaps me over the hump for anyone that that may be to me looking more like a an individual that just has had a statistically impressive career. If you right, win a right. championship for me, 
I'm I'm ready to put you in the Hall of Fame, right? Especially if you're a star, like if you're the cornerstone <laughs> of a team and you lead that team right. to a championship, I immediately consider you for Hall of Fame. And I'll right. I'll tell you what seems to be the cutoff for uh, for a one game scoring for the Hall of Fame. I just haven't. I looked up the all time <laughs> one game scoring you know records. Uh, everyone who has scored sixty one points or more in a game that is eligible is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh-huh. it's Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, uh, David Robinson. Then there's guys who like Kobe has done it a couple times. He's still active. Shaq is not yet eligible to get in the Hall of Fame. And there's one other guy who scored over 60 points in a game and is not yet eligible, and that's Tracy McGrady. Brady. Wow. Uh, but when you go 60 down, uh, Gilbert Arenas, Tom Chambers, nope. uh, Darren Williams, Michael Redd, Jerry Stackhouse. Nope. Uh, there's a lot of guys who it's interesting from 60 down who you could say uh, might not get in. Um you know, Rick, you should have kept jacking them shots, man. I can't believe. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I had a game where I had 34 in the first half, man. And El Car put me on the bench. He was going after Tim Duncan. <laughs> Blew your Hall of Fame. I would have been in the Hall of Fame. I looked up Blew the it. other day when I, I wrote that Iverson piece for NBA.com um, when news came up that he was going to retire, and I, I called Rick. And we were talking about the NBA Finals, uh, game one of that NBA Finals, when Iverson went crazy and had such a big game, um, you know, 48 points in the overtime win. You know what uh, Mr. Fox scored in that game? Uh-oh. 44 minutes, 19 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Oh, yeah, I was the only one that showed up that game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you, outscored, you outscored Kobe Bryant in that game. Yeah, of course. I, I, you, you know what I had to say to Kobe afterwards in that locker room? Kobe, man. Look, man, they don't pay me enough to do this, man. Okay, that's your job, all right? I, I do the defending. I defend, uh, you know, you, you do all the scoring, bro. Only, help one, <laughs> only one member of the Lakers had a positive – only one starter had a positive plus-minus that game, and it was Rick Fox. He had a plus-two rating. Yep. I'm, not saying, I'm yeah. not saying he should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying we should maybe talk about it one day. <laughs> <laughs> Say cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe – Maybe a conversation we should have someday. Is that why, Rick? Is that why you're asking what the international basketball stuff? <laughs> yeah, because I got tapes back home with me in the Bahamas. Oh man, I'm telling you, bro. You saw these tapes? Wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be a conversation. <laughs> is there a guy like in the Bahamas? Is there like a father of basketball in the Bahamas, or is it you? Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. There's a number of guys. There's a definite number of. I, I went and spoke to some kids for back to school the other day in the Bahamas. And I was in the West End of Grand Bahama, which you guys may not know where this is, but I showed up and there were basically the basketball community was there of, of former players, old, you know, old heads. Right. And they were quick to tell me that I was probably the fifth best player at the event. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it's like that, huh? Okay. It's never, listen, it's never easy. And, and I, you know, I voted for the Heisman for seven years. Um, I, man, I, I'm serious. I, I don't like the idea of taking that lightly, you know, Hall of Fame votes. Because you're talking about somebody's career, man. You're talking about their legacy. Yeah. It has to, to me, it has to be examined and vetted in, in the most excruciating way to make sure you get it right, you know, that you don't dismiss somebody based on petty stuff like, well, this guy wasn't good with the media or, you know, 
people didn't like him or, you know, I mean, it's, you got to really think about that and examine it. I'm not saying the people at the Hall of Fame don't. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm very uncomfortable with this idea that you could be flipped with the process and be like, well, this guy scored this many points, so he's, you know, then or this guy didn't score this many, so he's not in. You know, it's, it's much more complex than that. You know what? That's interesting because, you know, AI, you know, practice? You're talking about practice? You know, those kind of moments can define a player. But at what point, I mean, AI is a first ballot, but at what point in his career, in your mind, did he become a first ballot? Was it when he won his first MVP? Was it, you know, was it at the point as early as when he was rookie of the year, you knew he was on course to be a Hall of Famer? Like, what, what because he didn't win a championship. He yeah. obviously was controversial in a lot of ways. But to uh, me, I think, I think it, the MVP sealed it. But that was, you know, that he won the MVP of the year. They went to the finals. So, to me, that season, that was his fifth season. Um, and to me, that kind of sealed it. You know, he had done it for five years. He had already had a lot of his cultural impact by that point, even at Georgetown. Um, but then once he you know, wins an MVP, is is acknowledged as the best player in the league, goes to the finals, they lose in the finals, but he still got to the finals. To me, that kind of, I think, sealed it. But well, I, I see, well, there you go. I mean, you're yeah. talking about five. Now, what if he hadn't played after that? That's five years in the league. Right, MVP, right. MVP, it it would have been tough. And, and it would have been okay. It, no, it would have been tough, but – because he wouldn't have had the longevity, you know. Has there ever been an MVP in the league that hasn't been an All-Star? I mean, a, a Hall of Famer? That's a good question. I'll, I'll look that up. But I, um, I I can't think of one offhand. Regular season MVP who hasn't been a Hall of Well, I mean, there, you know, Derrick Rose and, and, you know, the guys who are winning them now have to finish their career. Right, interesting. Before we know for yeah. sure, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh. Well, you say guys yeah. are winning them now. LeBron's got all of them. But also, yeah. I, mean, I think he's going to get in. Since the since like the the late seventies, eighties, it's it's kind of the same guys winning it every year, you know. Right. Uh, right. Michael Jordan won so many. Carl Malone, um, Michael Jordan, Michael Elijah Jordan, won, Magic, yeah. Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Larry Bird, Larry Bird, Moses Malone, Moses Malone. Uh, you know, I think you might have to go way back to find. I, actually, looking at this list goes back to nineteen fifty five, and I think all these guys are in. Yeah. Um, so that might be the criteria right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that might be one slam dunk way of getting in. It's yeah, just, I think that might be one way, as Seku said, that's a slam dunk. I mean, it's just one of those things. But, again, it's such a complex, you know, conversation. There's a, because there's a lot of moving up, parts. You bring up Rob Dory, and it's like, in my mind, if he, does, if he can't get in or merit alone, then it has to be a special wing for a dude with that many championships. You know what I mean? Who's yeah. had that played that kind of integral role for his teams in those championship runs? You know, it's just I don't know how you don't find a way to distinguish a guy who's who's had that unique uh, uh, career and, and touched right. that many championships. Um, because then you then you value an individual scoring and all that stuff over what everybody says is supposed to be the ultimate goal in the league, right, which is to win championships. How many dudes How many dudes do you think would trade a couple thousand points for one of Ori's championships? Whoo! <laughs> Man. I'd give like, all my 8,000-something up for a couple more. You know what I mean? You don't think Reggie Miller or, or Charles Barkley would, I don't care what they say out loud, but you know in well, their heart of hearts. Those, those two may not. 
<laughs> they uh they've had you know they've gone on in their lives to, to live beyond the game and, and uh reggie and charles could get in on on broadcasting alone when it's all said and done probably right that's actually my I'm angle saying, i'm gonna work I'm my way through it up to the I podcast trade, i would trade two two thousand points to get in to get a championship i'd, I'd give up a couple thousand points <laughs> i'd definitely do it definitely. i mean from the standpoint of a, uh, just if you guys are wondering who was calling, that was FedEx. Oh, great! <laughs> for, I think for the standpoint of of the like you talked about, what is a title worth? I mean, look at some of those guys from the the Celtics teams. In, in, you know, like back in the fifth, didn't Sam Jones get in recently to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, some of those dudes haven't even been in a conversation without playing on those Celtics, those great Celtics teams. Let's be honest. Just because they won so many titles. I mean, oh, they yeah. won a, they won a lot of titles, and that yes. counts for a lot. They might not have scored a lot of points in their career. Right. But, you know, I, th- I think there's guys like that who um, – and I think that's what Robert Ory fits in. Yeah. And it's, and it's the combination, like I said, of all these things, pre-NBA career. So, you know, maybe you were uh, – like, like I told somebody one time that Kareem should have been able to get in on college career alone. Like they should have put him in as soon as he graduated from UCLA. <laughs> then you put him in again after he finishes as the all-time scoring leader in the NBA. But just college career impact on the game when they change the rules because of you. Right. You, you need, you know, he wouldn't have had to play two days in the NBA for me. But then on the, on the flip side, there's a guy like Ralph Sampson. Who was a you know a big time great college player, a good NBA player, but nobody would say he was an all time great NBA player. Or, or Leitner. Leitner is a prime example. You know, um, Leitner okay, and so Leitner and Kareem won championships. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a couple of them, more than one. I remember talking to I talked to PJ Carlissimo when I was doing that Dream Team story, and he was he made the point that you know Leitner got on that Dream Team, and in retrospect, people say, well, why you know why wouldn't they put on Shaq? And he said. But people forget, I mean, Christian Lehner arguably had maybe the best college career of all time, huh. you know? Uh, and he served Shaq and, up in college when they played. Shaq will I tell you they, he should have been on the team, the meaning oh, yeah. sure. Lehner. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we could talk. I'm serious. We could talk about this forever, but uh, – Well, you brought up – I know it. You, you brought up a dookie, so you lost me, so. <laughs> uh, it's nice talking to you guys for the weekend. <laughs> all right all right fellas well listen we'll uh we'll reconvene here at a later date to argue about something else um but it's good to hear your voice rick glad you to too, know you're one piece you know man right. tell uh tell your son i said congratulations and uh i need a place to crash sometime when i come out to la tell him clear out some of that dorm room floor baby man a little book um, he kicked me out the dorm room the other day I said, <laughs> you know i pay for this right <laughs> He was, boy, he was all about being his own man the other day. I said, man, I was trying to decorate his place like as if I was moving in. <laughs> he was like, yeah, Dad, I got this, I got this. I said, you know I bought all this stuff for you, right? <laughs> he was like, no, I know, I appreciate that. Can you go now? He was it's like, you could, Rick was like, you could put a, a large Rick Fox growth chart on this wall, and then <laughs> over here we have this Rick Fox poster from the I'm University of Carolina. I was, walking, I was walking through the dorm, and, and the kids were recognizing me. I thought I was back in college. <laughs> like yeah, I'm moving in. Big man yeah, on campus. That's right. You, you got to kick rocks off that campus. He doesn't need all that. He needs to. Yeah. Although he I, have been, I have been by every day the last three days, though. 
<laughs> those kids were like, hey, isn't that that dude from the Glades? <laughs> <laughs> man, that's fantastic, man. Congratulations, man. Well, look, uh, let's let's do this again, guys. Let's uh, We do work in the summer, Rick, just so you know. Yeah, Even if we I only know. work for half an hour, so we, we do a little work in the summer. That's how we get better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to the Hang Time Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store. And be sure to check out the Hangtime blog on NBA.com. And as always, say kuna matata.